That afternoon, as I remember, David, we got there. Um, us boys decided we would go down to the boat dock. And uh, Byron was about two and a half at the time. And uh, Hayden was one month old. And so we made our journey down the steep uh, path and got to the boat dock. And my, my dad had gotten there, and he had parked the boat and had tied it to the boat dock. And we were uh, just kind of playing. And I was sitting on the boat dock, uh, Indian style, Indian leg, cross leg, something. What's the term here? Yeah, that, that one. Yeah. Anyhow, but Hayden, I remember, is a one-month-old, and he is sitting in my lap, and Byron's just kind of playing on the boat dock, and David's doing David, whatever David's doing. Um, and Byron's kind of watching the perch that are under the boat dock, and then all of a sudden, uh, Byron steps off the boat dock. Uh, in between where the, um, the boat dock was and the boat, it's about this wide, went down. Uh, first thing that came out of my mouth, David. I, I was sitting there with a baby, and I, I, I couldn't do anything. Um, please understand that my brother is a trained lifeguard. Um, and I, I'll never forget sitting there, Hayden in my lap. Byron is sunk like a rock. He couldn't apparently swim, <laughs> but he could sink. Uh, and Possum Kingdom Lake is is in a canyon area. I mean, it was it was 40 foot deep, dark green water, and Byron goes down. And I never forget David. Ooh, and if I cry, <laughs> y'all just, y'all bear with me. You know, the older he gets, I remember my daddy getting weepy. <laughs> Papa D gets a little weepy. Um, I never forget David. I just, I remember him putting his hands to his side, is what I remember. And jumping between that little space and you can stay for lunch and get his side of the story but what he told me later is what he was trained to do as a lifeguard is to put out his arms and his legs and to begin in the darkness of those waters to begin to search and um, obviously y'all know how the story comes out uh, which helps today it didn't help at the time but here in just a few moments Little Byron's face comes emerging out of the water between that boat and that boat dock. And here's my brother. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's something I've, I've thought back many times. The, the funny side of the story is when we finally got Byron up on the dock, he looks up at me and he goes, I got my clothes wet. <laughs> however, however, however he said that in a two-and-a-half-year-old's voice, it's like, Daddy, I got my clothes wet. It's like, I'm going to get in trouble with mom. My clothes got wet. It's like, oh, son, listen, it just don't matter. Um, I, that's a story, uh, particularly David and I share. And um, thought back on it through the years and thought how drastically our life could have changed that day. Could have been. Um, and I thought about that story because today um, I want to talk about turning points in life. And interestingly enough, when you come to the New Testament, and specifically the book of Acts, the turning point of salvation in our lives is marked 
by <laughs> being dunked under the water. Baptism. And I want us to think about that today um, from the book of Acts and to think about turning points in our life. Uh, Jesus in Matthew 16, 18, as we have looked since the first Sunday in January, uh, declared that I will build my church. And Jesus begins to build his church in the book of Acts. In Acts 2, we saw weeks ago that Jesus builds the church through his spirit. And so he sends the spirit in Acts 2. Uh, later, when Peter stands, we've looked at other aspects of how the Spirit specifically builds the church, and the Spirit first builds the church by raising up leaders. The Spirit then gives the followers of Jesus boldness to witness to him. Two weeks ago, we saw that the Spirit draws the lost to salvation. I want us to look at the scripture we actually looked at that Sunday Again, because it talks about baptism, and it's in Acts 2, 37 through 41. And I want us to see this morning that the Spirit, in building the church, gives those who have come to faith in Christ the courage to be baptized. The Spirit gives courage to be baptized. And so it says in Acts 2, 37, it says, now when... They heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off as many as the Lord our God will call and with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Uh, the church counted the people who were baptized that day, not only who came to faith in Christ, but that those, those that were baptized, and there was, the Scripture says there were about 3,000 that day. Um, I imagine that day, well, there were more than 3,000 that heard Peter preach that day. Wouldn't we have to assume? I mean, it wasn't just the 3,000 there that all made decisions. It was, I think there were more. I've thought about this. My sense would be there were, there were more than 3,000 that uh, not only heard, but that the Holy Spirit convicted them of sin and convinced them of the truth, but they didn't end up believing and getting baptized. I, I, don't, I don't know that. I would have to believe also there were some who not only heard and the Holy Spirit convicted and convinced, I have to believe that there were more than 3,000 that believed that day. But there were 3,000 that not only heard, drawn to faith 
through the Holy Spirit and believed there were 3,000 that were baptized that day. Uh, I have to believe theologically that if the Holy Spirit convinces, convicts of sin and convinces of the truth, and the Holy Spirit prompts us to believe in Jesus Christ, that the Holy Spirit also gives courage to people to make those decisions public, to mark those decisions through a public ceremony. I know this is true in my own life. Uh, I was saved, I know I've told you all many times, uh, I was saved in the summer of 1972, Vacation Bible School Decision Service. Um, we had a meeting with my parents and the deacon who came by to talk about my decision I'd made to trust Jesus. And, the, and we were all in one accord that day and so excited um, that I had come to faith. And the decision was made that, that night that um, my parents would leave it to me to make that decision public. I've told this, if, you've, if you've, I've baptized any of you, I've told you this story in baptismal counseling. Um, and so the next Sunday morning, it was just thought that Daryl was going to slip out from that pew sitting. There's four sections in First Baptist Wichita Falls, as I remember. Now, actually, we sat in the balcony on Sunday morning. I'm up. And it was assumed that when that invitation came, Daryl was going to step out. But mom and dad weren't going with me. No, no, this is your decision. You have to make. And I, I tell you what, I had every intention that morning of doing it. But that Sunday morning, I held on a little bit tighter to that front pew, the pew in front of me. And, and in my 10-year-old mind, I decided, I, I think I'm going to wait until Sunday night. Because there's not as many people there. And so Sunday night we sat on the side section. And I'll be honest with you, I had ever an intention that Sunday night. Y'all know how this went. And my joke in my life is the first time I ever remember being convicted in church. After I never remember being convicted in church until I got saved. And I, needed, I knew Jesus wanted me to be baptized and I just, and it rocked on six months. I was miserable in church. I'd never been miserable in church until I got saved. Because I knew what Jesus wanted me to do, and it was heavy. And it, I got so miserable, I find, it just, you know, sometimes you just get so miserable, you just, I got to do something. The Sunday before Christmas, uh, I was so miserable, I slipped out and made my decision public that Sunday morning, that Sunday night, I was baptized. And so I know the sense of Jesus convicting and the Holy Spirit drawing and trying to give me the courage to be baptized. We see this story throughout the book of Acts. Uh, 27 times in the book of Acts, it refers to baptism. 27 times. <clears throat> it's a, it is a uh, consistent theme throughout the book of Acts. It's one of the more dominant themes uh, we see in Acts 2, 3,000 people are saved and baptized on the day of Pentecost. We see in Acts 8, the Samaritans 
uh, are baptized, we see at the end of 8, the Ethiopian eunuch. Uh, chapter 9, we see Saul of Tarsus. Um, chapter 10, we see Cornelius and his household are saved and baptized. In Acts 16, we see Lydia in the city of Philippi. She and her household are saved and baptized. At the end of 16, we see the Philippian jailer who's saved and he and his household uh, are baptized. We see later in um, Acts 18, the Corinthians, chapter 19, the Ephesians. If I just had to just kind of summarize it all, and I went through all those 27 references this week, and what are the key takeaways? What does the book of Acts tell us about baptism? And there's several kind of um, just takeaways from the book of Acts. And the first thing is that baptism is the first step of faith that a person takes after salvation. You, you see that in the book of Acts. That's, that's not earth-shattering or anything. I'm just saying, you, you read in the book of Acts and you say, what do you see? It's like, well, they got saved. They believed in Jesus. What did they do? They were baptized. That's the first thing. Um, the other thing, we see that they were baptized by immersion. You can see this in the story of the Ethiopian eunuch, uh, but other stories. The means of baptism was full immersion under the water. The other thing you see in the book of Acts is that they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Now, Jesus had commanded that they were to be in the Great Commission, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, for the Jews to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Holy Spirit wasn't particularly distinctive, but I think Luke records that they were baptized in the name of Jesus because that was the distinctive aspect of Christian baptism. Because to be baptized in the name of Jesus means that you have confessed Jesus as your Savior and Lord and that through baptism you are identifying with Jesus, his death and his resurrection. I am following the one who died on a cross, was buried, and rose again. I am identifying with Jesus. I am baptized in the name of Jesus. But baptism is also a symbol um, after we've come to faith that on several levels, but to be washed clean, that the water doesn't wash us clean, but, the, but God and the blood of Jesus has washed us clean, and we picture that. It's a symbol in the baptismal waters. It also is a symbol of being immersed in the Spirit. The people on the day of Pentecost received the Spirit when they were saved, but it also speaks in our own life, not only am I following the one who died, was buried, and rose again, but I am also testifying of a spiritual death and a resurrection to new life as I have believed in Jesus. And so these are the, these are, these, I know that's very simple. The key takeaways, just when you read the book of Acts, those 27 references, um, it's the first step after salvation. It's by immersion. It's uniquely in the name of Jesus. And it is a symbol of being washed clean, immersed in the spirit, and of a spiritual death and resurrection in our own life. If I had to put it all in one statement, this is kind of my statement. Amy, as you're writing notes, 
This is it, okay? It's on the screen. Baptism outwardly marks an inward turning point. Just as you summarize it all and say, what, what is baptism about? Baptism outwardly marks an inward turning point. The inward turning point is our coming to faith, repenting of our sins, believing in Jesus, the salvation that occurs there, and it's outwardly marked by a ceremony. Um, and it, it's a little bit odd, quite honestly. We have, I don't know, Byron, we have about 16 of these sermons about what did the Spirit do specifically uh, to build the church in the book of Acts. And there's going to be a lot of things. We've talked about some things. We're going to talk about some more. But it's like, in the midst of all those, like, baptism. The Spirit gives those who've come to faith the courage to be baptized. Um, it outwardly marks an inward turning point. Salvation has occurred on the inside. And a person testifies to it outwardly, visibly, in front of people by being baptized, fully immersed in the name of Jesus, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as a symbol of what Jesus Christ has done with us on the inside. But my question I want to end with this morning is why? Why, of all things, why does the Holy Spirit build the church why, does, why is it necessary for the Holy Spirit to give us courage to be baptized? Why is this so important? And I, I thought about that this week. It's like, why? And, and you know, on some level you can say, well, Jesus commanded it. Yeah, I get that. But why did Jesus command it? Why did he say, no, when, when you're making disciples, when you go and make disciples... The first thing you need to do is you need to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this is the conclusion I came to. That it is critical to our future discipleship that we mark our present turning point. There is something significant about marking a turning point. That if we don't mark that turning point, I think it has an effect on our future discipleship. It is critical to our future discipleship that we mark our present turning point. I, many times in, the, in my baptismal counseling, I, uh, I liken public ceremony of baptism to the, the public ceremony of a wedding. And I would say, oh, I would say from the male side, y'all, weddings. Why? Anyhow, I'm sorry. Um, the other half of the universe says, no, this is very important. And actually, God says it's very important. Why? It's very important when you're getting married to mark that. And say, no, this is what we're committing to, and this is what this is about, because it's going to affect what we do in the days moving forward. Um, baptism is an outward mark of an inward turning point. This actually is true 
related to the location where Jesus was baptized. Where Jesus was baptized was a place that had been marked as a turning point for the Jews. Now, I know some of y'all are about to roll your eyes. I'm about to show, I'm about to show pictures from my Holy Land trip. I am. Uh, can I, Trevin, can I do, this is, this is the spot on the Jordan River, and you can't really, this is not a, you can't actually really see the river much down there, but it's down there. But this is the place where John the Baptist baptized Jesus. And you can, the, the other side, this is Israel's side, and the other side is Jordan. Uh, can we show the second picture? This is me. I was going to show the video of Tom DeLoger getting baptized. Anyhow, get with me at lunch. I'll show you that video off my phone. Um, but here I am in our, our, our group. Uh, David Box baptized me uh, again. He thought it would be good for me. Uh, then I baptized David Box, and then we baptized everybody else. Uh, but you can kind of see the river, the Jordan River. It's not particularly wide at this point. Um, but what occurred to me my first trip to the Holy Land is that this is, the spot, this is the same spot that the children of Israel crossed the Jordan River to go into the Promised Land under Joshua's leadership. Now, I, I had this light, like light bulb moment with the tour guide. I said, what's it, what's it, what's it, what's it, what's it? No, 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 what's your, what's, what you're telling me? No, I don't. And I start putting together these scriptural stories. I go, wait, oh, no, I get it now. So in Joshua, I don't know, maybe three or four, they come. They've been, they're not in the promised land. They're on the other side of the promised land. This is the dividing line. This is what I want you to get. When they cross this river, there is no turning back. No, no, you're in. And remember, they, the priests step in with the ark and the water stops and they all walk across. But there was, do you remember the story, what they did? What God told them to do? Take a man from every tribe and let him take up a big, I didn't say big rock, a rock, but I think it's got to be fairly large. You don't want to be a wimpy man that took some little, like, here's my rock. It's like, I'm the tribe of Ephraim. It's like, that's pretty sad. So I think the guy's like, oh, you know, they started seeing the first guy get the big one. It's like, okay, I can get a big one too. I'm sorry. I'm surely I digress. <laughs> that's not in the scripture at all. But remember what they did? When they got to the other side, they piled up those 12 stones. And it's that classic statement. When your children in the years to come come to this spot and they say, why are these 12 stones? You tell them the story that on that day, God stopped the water and we went in to the promised land. And you tell them what God has done because when we have significant turning points in our life, we need to mark them for our future walk with Christ. Baptism is, when Jesus is baptized, he's baptized at the spot of a turning point, a point that they couldn't go back. No, we're in. <laughs> it's like we've been safe across the river. Okay, now you've got these two million people that are inside. It's like, oh, game on. No, it's, it's war. No, it's about to get on. The other thing is this becomes a, a spot for a turning point because this is the very spot 
that hundreds of years later, Elijah comes to and he strikes the place and God stops the water and the chariot of fire picks him up and takes him. This is the spot. This is the spot where Elisha, his predecessor, sorry, his mentoree, something, I'm sorry, goes back across the river. This is the spot where John the Baptist goes, the spot of a turning point, the point of no return that had been marked by the children saying, no, we're going to baptize right here. And we're going to mark the turning point in your life by baptism. And so John said his was a baptism of repentance. If you're willing to turn away from your sin, he's going to dunk you under the water. You're going to mark that repentance But repentance is only one side. The other side was belief in the one who was to come, and Jesus comes. So when Christians are baptized, baptism outwardly marks that inward turning point of repentance and belief in Jesus. The location is significant because it was a a location that historically marked a turning point in the life of Israel. And so, it is still true today that baptism, 2,000 years later, God, the church, how do we mark that inward turning point? We do it outwardly in the baptismal waters as a symbol of their faith in Jesus. And the Spirit gives us courage to do that. And many of you in the room, Brother Darrell's baptized. Let's just be honest. Others of you have been baptized. I want you to think back. What was the the statement that I made? It was a statement, no turning back. I've chosen to follow Jesus. And if today, if nothing else, You say, no, I need to live out that commitment that I made, that turning point in my life. But also, and we've already announced this, those of you who have come to faith in Jesus but have not been baptized yet, we want to give you an opportunity to do that. And as we were, Will and Byron and I are laying out this sermon series, I think it was my idea. You know, if it flops, then it's it's me, it's on me. I said, no, we just, need to, we just need to announce we're having a baptism Sunday. If we're going to preach on baptism, this is what the Spirit does to build the church, then so we've said next Sunday, we want to give you opportunity to be baptized and to have a baptism Sunday. We've done this before. Um, and this is all I would ask you to do. Just reach out to me. You can come after the service, after we've sung this final song. I'll be at lunch. Call me, text me, set up a time this week preferably earlier in the week, and say, yes, I know that I've uh, come to faith in Christ, and here's my story, and I believe that the Spirit is leading me, giving me the courage to say, I I need to be baptized. And so uh, that's really the challenge that I set before you today. If you've never taken that step, we want to give you opportunity to do that because we believe that it's significant that you mark your present turning point 
because we believe it's critical to your future discipleship. Amen? Amen. If you'd stand with me this morning, I'm going to pray. The music team's going to come. We're going to sing. Byron and I will be at the front after the service if you'd like to visit with us. Uh, Otherwise, we're going to be dismissed to go to lunch. In fact, I think I'm going to pray, and I think I'm going to go ahead and have a blessing so that when you get over there, uh, you can go ahead and eat. So, Father, today we uh, thank you for um, what the Spirit does in our lives. Father, I, I take great encouragement to know that Jesus, through your Spirit, you are building your church in so many ways. And so, Father, we would pray for those that you are working in their hearts uh, to make their decision public, that, uh, Father, through your Spirit, you would give them courage to do that. And, Father, pray that you would be glorified. And so, Father, we thank you for our time of worship today. Uh, We thank you for the commitments that have and will be made. We thank you for our time of fellowship afterwards. And so, Father, we thank you for the food, and we pray that the students will be blessed. And, Father, not just financially but spiritually as they go to camp and mission trip this summer. And so, Father, we commit this time to you, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.